Welcome to the Souls and Stardust podcast. My name is Mio and that is Shannon. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Today's episode, um, I absolutely am just the earth sign in me is excited to talk about this. And it's the fun topic of taking responsibility for your own healing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're responsible for yourself. Nobody else is responsible. Nobody else can do the work for you. So you can cut the BS. So that's what we want to talk about today. We do tell ourselves a lot of stories, right. To avoid doing the deeper work. And I know we discussed some of this in the shadow work episode, but this is really, it's a big thing and it's important actually taking responsibility for how, what you do and to take on your healing journey, whatever that journey is, it could be a physical one, but most likely it's going to be mental and emotional and a spiritual healing journey. So, yeah. So the concept of taking responsibility of your healing, some people are like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> um, how can I heal myself? What does that mean? What are you talking about? Physically, mentally, energetically, mm-hmm. like, okay, so let's figure that out. Let's start there. Do you do a daily check-in for yourself? I do. I, um, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's daily, but I would say that I do it probably several times a week. And since I am working every day, typically every day with other people in their healing journey, based on what we're encountering in their sessions, there is always something that's reflected back to me that has me thinking about my own journey. So I never disregard what comes up for other people. It's it, um, most of it seems very relevant in some way to my own journey. And I really love that. So I would consider, I mean, I guess I do do a daily (laughs) check-in. If I'm like being very honest about how I use other people's sessions as a way to be a reflection back to my own journey. So, yeah, I guess first it's like, you have to figure out, all right, what needs healing? What needs to be worked on? Like, this is the self-assessment test, right? This is the litmus test of, okay, what in my life am I still holding on to, or what am I struggling with? What do I need to overcome? So I guess it's like, you have to figure that part out first before you can figure out how to even begin to tackle that. Right. Yeah. Which means you have to be self-aware, right. Noticing patterns and, um, things that keep coming up or why am I in this situation again? Right. Those, those types of occurrences, the self-awareness part is huge. Cause you have to be able to stop and ask yourself these questions of like, so here, okay. So rewind. I always look at things like baseline energy, right? Mm-hmm. Baseline energy being right in the middle, not happy, not sad, not anything, just neutral. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if anything takes me out of that, whether it's excitement or whether it's like, you know, negativity or insecurity, jealousy, anything like that, that takes me out of my middle zone. I have to stop and ask myself, like, where's this coming from? Mm -hmm. What am I feeling exactly? Like I will sit there and try to process what is this emotion and is it purely that emotion or is it a bunch of things layered in together that are a result of the shit that I've been through? Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is your nervous system responding. Okay. Well, let's figure that out too. Yeah. So like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? What is it? What is it attached to? And so many people don't even do that step. And that is, it's crucial to understanding what else is going on inside of you and how, like, that's the first thread you would pull to start unraveling or untangling Mm -hmm. something. So holding it it in the palm of your hand, taking a look at it, mm -hmm. examining yourself, examining Mm -hmm. your situations, examining how much you are actually a part of the problem versus we're the the common denominator. (laughs) And, and if we really, really want to get into it, it's like everybody is us anyways, you know, projected out and back, back to us. So yeah, something you're in or going through for a freaking reason, like, Mm -hmm. yep. I have to say this because I keep getting like the reference of going to a doctor. Like if you have something physical going on, you may go to a doctor or an, um, like a holistic healer, you know, a a functional med person, something, 
like that to get your body checked out. And then they will do an examination. They will look at all kinds of things in your body. They will ask you symptoms. They will get a history. So they're taking the time for you to try to pull apart what could be going on to create this disease or symptom in your body, this ailment or this injury. And then they try to figure out what needs to be done to heal it. And you're effectively doing the same thing for yourself, but at a mental and emotional level. And since we're energy and we are spiritual, mental, and emotional in our bodies, we're also physical, but since we're energy first and physical last, like everything originates (laughs) in our soul feelings and our thoughts first, and then our physical body will reflect what it is that we're holding on to. So coming, yeah, coming full circle on that, like sitting with yourself every day or every other day and asking, okay, what is it that I'm feeling right now? Like, why am I agitated or wow, this brings me a lot of joy. Like, what is that speaking to me? that level of awareness and then taking time to hold it and look at it and listen to it to see what it has to say on a deeper level is really crucial to actually moving forward in any kind of healing um, or expansion. I think we should add an expansion because joy and happiness can lead us to to purpose. And I think we'll come back to the whole going to the doctor and going to see a healer reference in a little bit as we get further down in this episode about how you use tools. Yeah. So you were saying self-awareness is key, paying attention to what it is that you're feeling. Yep. Noticing when, when something's off within yourself as, and I always say like your nervous system is like a, your, your body is a big giant notification system and (laughs) things will come out quickly or things will come out and, you know, even like your body will tell you everything if you just listen to it. And for me, I know where certain issues hit different pain points in my body because I'll feel the pain differently. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes it's tied to emotional pain. And so that pang that you can feel physically inside of your chest or your gut that actually hurts when you think about something. Mm-hmm. that's the notification that I'm talking about the mind body connection of I'm thinking about this and my body feels this way because my, you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to, that mind body thing. Yes. So that pay attention to that because I mean, yeah, you can also pay attention to the other things too. Like, Oh, I have a pain in my neck. All right. Well, who's giving you a headache right now? Who's pain in your neck right now? Mm-hmm. You know, Quite literally. <laughs> I, I have a sore throat right now. Okay. Well, what aren't you speaking up or what are you holding back in your, you know, your throat chakra? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a stomach ache, blah, 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 blah. It's like, always ask yourself like, okay, well, what am I doing energetically that my, this is happening in my physical world and this is mm-hmm. how it's going through my body or whatnot. So yeah, taking assessment when things happen, or if you want to go into meditation and sit and journal or do mirror work where you're sitting and staring at yourself in the mirror, making eye contact with yourself and bringing these things to the surface so that you can deal with them. And it's like looking yourself in the eye to be able to be blunt force, just yes, brutal honesty yourself of like, come on, girl, we got to get over this. Mm -hmm. or what's up with this, or show me in my body, show me what needs to be worked on right now, Mm -hmm. because there's things that get tucked away and they lie dormant until something's triggered. So you can't necessarily get rid of the triggers, but you can definitely like quote, take responsibility for your healing and yourself. So that when the triggers come, you're, you'll recover from them a lot faster. Yes. There is a saying, it says something to the effect of don't ask yourself, why is this happening to me? Ask yourself what I get to do with it. Like, what is it showing me? So it's an opportunity to move from like the victim state of that. That's a negative pattern, right? Of like, why does this always happen to me? Oh, and here's because if you, if you constantly put that into the universe of like, take the words, why does this general vague shit 
Mm-hmm. How always you're telling the fucking universe, I'm giving the universe permission and consent to let this shit always happen to me. <laughs> I need more. I need more. <laughs> is what you're yeah. saying. Like when I stopped saying the words, there's always something. I stopped mm-hmm. fucking saying that because I'm like, you know what? No, that's that's negative. So like I try to catch myself and then I have people that catch me too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, don't talk like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So really reframing it to what is the gift in this? That's what it says. Not why is this happening to me is what is the gift in this? Not why is this happening to me, but what is, what is the purpose behind this? Yeah. What is is the gift? What is it showing me about myself? What do I, what do I need to see so that I can grow? But a, a lot of people don't do that, right? They are thinking about it in terms of, Oh, this is happening to me. And so it's like the self protective you don't want to feel pain. Right. And you want someone else to be, I mean, maybe you want someone else to be responsible for it. You don't want to be responsible for the pain you've caused yourself. So thinking about it in terms of, okay, this kind of sucky, it doesn't feel good, but I need to ask myself what's happening here. And what is it trying to teach me about me? What is it showing me about myself right now? So that's something that I say with clients that come to see me is it's something we talk about often. So when you're feeling this stuff, ask yourself, what is it attached to? And what is it showing me about myself right now that needs my attention? That moment of self-awareness, it could even be just like a split second. And that is enough to crack things open for you to move forward one little thing can trip, like set that off, like a little domino effect and you mm-hmm. can spiral down so fast if you're not careful. Yes, most definitely. So let's talk about that then, because if you are constantly in a victimization mode or not taking on, not just- dealing with your journey, not dealing with your healing that you need to deal with, you're just putting it to the side or just like, oh, well, I am the way I am and it is what it is. And this is just part of me and like that kind of narrative, like, yeah, like, okay. So then who's going to take responsibility for fix, you know, for fixing what needs to get fixed. Who's going to do that. Right. So this is a big thing for me. And I've noticed the further I get along in my practice, um, because I just want to help people and I want to see people grow and thrive, but I've also noticed how uh, there are people who just want you to fix it for them. And they want to grow and thrive, but, but it's, they either don't know how to do the work themselves or the work seems too hard they to want, do. They want the spiritual boob job, yeah. <laughs> the, the spiritual, the, the BB butt lift one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect analogy, right? So it's like, here, let me come in and see you. And I don't, I wouldn't say that this happens to me very often. It's, it's once in a while, I'll have somebody reach out to me through messages asking some questions, or I have like a client that comes to see me and it will be a situation where it's very clear that they have to dig in and do some deeper work, but they're hoping that just a session with me or a psychic reading or a ritual, whatever will like fix it. And it will just evaporate. And then they don't have to worry about it anymore. It's like one and done. Absolutely not. (laughs) And yeah, it's like, that is 99% 99% of the time, not the case. <laughs> it's just not no, going to be fixed. That, like, just, I feel like a reading or a session just like cracks the lid open. Yes. Like, but they, yeah, I think, but for a lot of people, they think that, I think there can be this impression that, oh, you do this work. And if I go to you, you will, you will do what you do. And I won't have that problem anymore. Nope. And I, I spoke a little bit about this on an Instagram live that I did where you wouldn't even go to a surgeon to have them fix something in you and expect that the problem will be resolved. A lot of it might, but you're still in charge of how tender you are and careful you are with your body, how well you pay attention to their instructions for healing, including like movement, what you're eating and how much rest you're getting. You are responsible for that part of the healing. They just started the job for you. Right. So that's a very simple example, but the emotional, mental, and spiritual journey for healing is very much the same somebody like me or you or anyone who does guidance work or support work, holding space energetically for somebody. It's just a way to give you a nudge in a direction that can feel more 
open and healing as opposed to, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's otherwise like putting like a bandaid on a bullet wound. <laughs> it right. Probably, no, it won't work. <laughs> the bullet will still be in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even the client work that I do readings that I do. Okay. I'll say mediumship is a different kind of healing because those readings are very, very healing for some people. Like yeah, I agree. Yep. But, or I'm talking like the quick fixes, like, can we do a ritual? Can we do a spell? Can we do yes. like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not fucking with nobody's free will. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing anything that would like bind somebody to another person. Like that's weird to me. It's, it's a <laughs> violation of their free will and bad stuff happens out of that. Right. That's, that's not a very responsible way to use energy at all. Like, yeah. I was talking to my friend yesterday and she goes, I've in the past, like, Oh, I've done these jobs and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, if I ever bounce somebody, you know what happens? She goes, the men stay, but they're miserable. They turn into drunks. They turn this, like they're there, they're stuck. And they don't know why they're stuck in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's not right. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't even think about that that way. Like when you're, when you're energetically like trying to bind somebody to you or like, just because you're insecure, you're feeling this or that you think that's going to solve your problem, by right. doing, you know, indulging in this, that, and the other, um, which, okay, let's clarify because I will do self readings for myself. I will pull mm -hmm. cards daily. I'll get an overall spread, but it's very much like they're not all deep and they're not all life shattering. Sometimes they're just little mini daily check-ins. What's the energy of today or what messages mm -hmm. want to come through or, you know, it's never, it's not always like these big epiphanies and <laughs> yeah, it's like, not dramatic. super dramatic all the time. <laughs> it's just yeah. daily wisdom, <laughs> daily wisdom. Yeah. So, so what do you have like a routine? Like, do you sit and pull cards every day for yourself or I don't pull cards every day, but I pull cards probably several times a week. And of course, anytime you and I are talking, we're like shuffling decks, just yeah. seeing what comes <laughs> out. And really for me, um, you know, cause we just, we've come to this place where we're living our lives based on our, what our bodies tell us and what our intuition is telling us. So it's much more, um, second nature for us to do this. So when my intuition speaks, I listen, I don't necessarily need to pull cards all the time, right. but that is definitely a tool. Whenever I'm using cards, I'm asking, what is it that I need to pay attention to right now? Or what is the wisdom for me right now? It doesn't mean that it's absolutely, this is going to happen. It will only go this way. So I never, I never take what my cards say as absolute truth. I take it as a fluid possibility yes. of so many outcomes that are perhaps headed in that direction. So I never take it as something that is like concrete set in stone because I have free will and I get to change my mind and other people involved in situations <laughs> get to Come change on, their episode. Do we have free will? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a really great question. It's, I use it just as a tool. And most of the time now is it, it's something that is validating my own intuitive feels on what I'm picking up for myself. And I will use it as not a predictive thing. I use it as a kind of a confirmatory for yep. how I'm feeling. And, and that is something in my own personal journey, when I really started to awaken back into this life that I'm leading now. That was like 15 years ago already, but I would take my cards and, and they, I would like, I wouldn't obsess, but I would feel so uptight about it. Um, oh. I pull cards and, but I mean, it wasn't such a healthy thing. Right. But I would pull cards and I'd be like, what does that mean? And oh my God, that the card said this and that, you know, just yeah. before you learn how energy works and how fluid is and how, you know, sovereign we can be in our energy, we give over our power to a deck of cards made of paper that happens very easily. And that was what was happening to me when I first started reawakening, because I, there was so much I didn't know and I couldn't feel for myself. So I was looking to something like that to give me direction, which it can, but you have to use it with the intention and the understanding that that's not the only way to get direction. Right. And that's not the end all be all. 
So maybe that's a nice segue into like how we do give our power away. But yeah, I see it like when we give pieces of ourselves to others, like you have, okay. So you have people who are like constantly attached to you in so many ways, right? Energetically, the umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah. The silver cord. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's going, there's a, a flow of energy back and forth. And so giving our power away is, I see it going back and forth two ways. Like one, not believing and trusting in your own intuition to know what you know is best about yourself and for yourself and actually believing what you're hearing or trusting in your, your mind's eye or, or that your body hearing or whatever intuitive hits that you're getting for yourself. Like first it's like, you have to trust them Mm -hmm. because if you don't trust your own intuition, you will give away your permission for other people and to tell you about yourself. Does that make yes. sense? Did I say yes. that correctly? Okay. Yes, that's exactly right, it. <laughs> this is why it's so important with children to reflect back to them. Listen to what your body says. What does your body tell you? What feels good? What doesn't feel good? What, you know, what does your heart say? What does your yeah. gut say? And that, um, if that's not fostered at a young age, you have adults who don't know how to listen to their intuition. Honest to God. Yeah. I mean, look at every day, my friends, somebody will be like, should I do this? Or can you, yeah. Can you pull some cards for me? <laughs> yeah. Which I don't have a problem, you know, but it's like, okay. But at the end of the day, like do what you're going to do. These are just, this is, it's a way to help guide you, but you don't have to attach to the outcome of whatever it is that comes up because it, at the end of the day, um, you are going to be led where you need to go for how you need to learn. I fully trust that. Like there are no coincidences or accidents about where we are in our lives. Sometimes Mm -hmm. fear of moving forward or fear of the unknown can, can hold us in place a little bit longer, but I still trust that it all happens in the timing. That's right. Or even thinking this week, like, all right. So then my friend says, I got invited to this thing. Should I go? And I'm like, well, do you want to? Yeah. I was like, first of all, the fact you're asking me if you should already tells me there's resistance. Mm -hmm. So what are you, what is your reservation about going? Because otherwise you would have been a fuck yes. Then as I'm pulling cards, it was like, um, the card that fell out was toxic shit going on. And then the bottom of the deck was trust your gut. And so I was like, you, what does your gut say? Like Mm -hmm. your gut. And it was like immediate, you know, it's like, nope, you're right. I'm not going. That's how it works. Yep. You had a feeling you pulled some cards. They validated like that's Okay. That's exactly how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Not what if the cards say yes. And my gut says, no, do I still go or right. do this thing or work with this person or take this job or, mm-hmm. you know, go on this date? No, the cards aren't going to tell you yes or no. Like they're not going to tell you how to live your life, but you're going to be like channeling your energy through it too. Like, yep okay, this is exactly, you know, especially with tarot now that I'm learning more about that, like how it's, you know, the story of it is different. Mm -hmm. So you're like, there's a different kind of validation because you're like, oh, there's a story right there in front of me. That's exactly what I'm going through. So then it mirrored that way. Well, and I love in that example of your friend, I love that you didn't just tell her what to do, which I know you, and you wouldn't just do that. I love that what you did instead, you pulled cards for her, which is awesome. I would do the same too. If somebody asked me, I would, you know, I even offer like, do you want me to pull some cards for you? I love that through that process with her, you were teaching her, you were just reaffirming to her, listen to your gut. You already know your, your body is telling you. And that's what the cards did was it wasn't a, it wasn't an answer of yes or no, do or don't go. It was, Hey, just listen closely to what your body and your intuition is telling you. You you'll know then what you need to do. And I love that that happened that way because it's a perfect lesson. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's one of my favorites. Like, well, how's it feel? What's your heart say? Mm -hmm. And most of the time people already fucking know the answer within themselves. They're just coming to you for the validation. Just want to make sure and see. So I'm like, okay, I'm here. (laughs) I think that there is a fine line though, between, between people who, who do come and ask for confirmation, right? So there, there's so many times where I know already 
what I need to do, but I will ask you, Hey, can you tune into this and see what you get? And I do it purely out of like, it's confirmatory. Okay. That's what I was getting. That's what I was feeling. And thank you for that. And I think that's a really healthy process actually, because it helps you build your intuition and trust it more, but it's a fine line (laughs) between that awareness of it being confirmatory and validating for you versus I really don't know what to do. And I need somebody to tell me what to do because I don't want to take responsibility (laughs) for that decision or that feeling that I'm having. And I think that that happens Um, perhaps too often in the spiritual, emotional, mental healing community, because we don't have the answers a lot of times. And we're looking for somebody who just might have the answers. And if I just go to them, they'll tell me what I need to do and it will all be better. And then that's it. Poof. But it's like sometimes, because I know this happens too. Sometimes spirit keeps things tucked away and hidden and they won't even show me. So it's until they're, yeah. And it happens in layers is like, I don't think this information is for you yet, or I think it'll, it's going to come to you directly. I don't think it's supposed to come through me mm-hmm. because I can't see it or yep. something blurry, something I can't make it out clear, but I'm like, I think, you know, I feel like this, but yeah, not everything is meant to be like problem solved, quick case closed. Right. It, no. And it can't be and And that's not how these incarnations are designed anyway. So weaving a little bit into like regression work, we design these human experiences or, or these incarnate experiences because they happen in many places. Um, we design them specifically for learning lessons and, and other things, but it's, it's a, it's a journey that lasts from the time you're, you become incarnate to the time when you transition out. So it's a lifelong thing. It's meant to happen in layers and you're meant to evolve through the process and you get more sophisticated in your journey as you're growing. So to think that you could fix it in one go. And I understand, I have so much compassion for people who are in hard places, mentally, Uh emotionally, spiritually, you can feel quite desperate. You can Mm -hmm. feel alone. alone. You can feel heavy and dense, significant depression, all kinds of stuff. And I have so much compassion for for people going through that, I mean, you've experienced that I've experienced that. And we just want to help, but it's not, I tell people who come to see me this, like, this is not something I will be able to fix for you, but I will work with you to create the space that gives you more clarity. So you know how to move through it with more confidence and more evenness And I can give you little nuggets of, you know, what I see and feel, but it will, it's you, like it is you that does the healing and I'm honored to witness that. So I try to remind them all the time, like, yes, you're seeing me. No, I'm not the one fixing you. Yes. I'm the one creating the space and using the energy. Facilitating. Yeah. Yeah. Using energy. (laughs) Yes. There is that, there is a difference between being a sovereign being in your being and saying, okay, I see what I have to work through and I'm going to use tools, the tools that are available to me to help give me insight and direction and hope. Hope is very important. Yeah. And then I'm going to do the work that I need to do versus, well, I could get a reading from this woman, or I could get a reading from that man. I could go get some energy work done here. I could do this ritual. I could go do an ayahuasca ceremony. I could do peyote. I could whatever. Right. And if I do all of those things, or if I do those three things, whatever, it's like all my shit's going to be fixed. And it's a little bit more involved than that. There's more responsibility that's required. You can't attach yourself to the outcome of one activity as like, oh, I did that. I'm going to be fixed. Um, that is giving your power away. That is giving, handing over all of who you are to someone else to determine how you move through something and whether or not you've done it. Well, I would say that you will find that the same issues come up again later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Always. Yes. Until, (laughs) until you actually address it the way that your soul intends for you to learn. And, um, And you see this in birth charts all the time, like where 
you know, the North node is, where the South node is, and where their Chiron is, and what are these major lessons that they've come in to learn, and how that, like, the repeating yeah. pattern comes up, and you can't just go get an energy session and have somebody read for you to fix that shit. It's what you came in as a soul blueprint. (laughs) All we are there to do is like, it's almost like hooking up the computer screen to show you what Mm -hmm. you, what's already going on. It's just a a way of translating energy into, you know, words for you to understand or how, whatever modality that we're, we're doing to help. Um, A tool. It's a tool. All of these things are tools ways to give you feedback and insight and pieces of a puzzle for your healing. They can offer reassurance. They can offer direction. Um, they can offer hope, but they aren't not any one or all of them will be a silver bullet to your healing. They're all just tools. They're like you have floss and a toothbrush and toothpaste and all that stuff in your bathroom, but you still got to be the one to pick up the toothbrush and do that shit every single day. <laughs> so that you can have clean the personal trainer I'm like the personal trainer is not going to work out for you you're not going to lose the weight by watching somebody else do it (laughs) or get muscle by watching this or whatever right yeah and just as an example too so aside from doing like cards right so that's a really quick easy way that I'll just do like a self-evaluation and check in right Mm -hmm. um I do daily meditation. And so that's like eyes closed, excuse me, healing frequencies, maybe, or complete silence. And then I allow myself to get into that meditative space where I'm like zoned out and somewhere else mentally. And that's when I can do like the body scan. That's where Mm -hmm. I can say, even before sitting meditation, okay, spirit, show me or higher self, show me where the origination of this feeling is coming from like recently too, it was like showing me, okay, this expectation that I had, that was a constant disappointment. It was like in meditation, I can go back and see all the instances where this one particular pattern all stemmed from this original belief or original lie or whatever that one triggering event was as a child. It's like, oh, then I can see how every time after that, that I experienced the same emotion, it's like, okay, even if it was with this person or with this person, that was all because I blah, 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 blah. When I was a kid, like without getting too in detail, I don't yeah. like think <laughs> it's okay. Um, but you get the idea where that type of meditation, where it's show me, connect the dots for me, help show me within myself, these things. Yes. And as you're describing this, I'm just thinking like, gosh, that's an extra step that a lot of people don't take. And I'm thinking about, man, that's a really good idea. I need to do that more often. (laughs) So thank you for that. I just do it in a little different way. So yeah. And just like how we started off this conversation, that is a crucial step at being self-aware and holding space for your own self and what your body is trying to say to you, what your, what your spirit is trying to communicate with you. And remember you guys, we come here to earth school anyway, with parameters that are really challenging. We choose to come in with amnesia. That is part of how we learn. We forget everything that we are, what we know how to do. We are masters in energy we just choose to forget that like coming, we agree to forget that part. What we are doing in this life partly is trying to remember all of those things about who we are at the energetic level, who we are at the soul level and taking time to sit and listen to what the body is saying, to what the soul is saying to you. That's part of that self-awareness. And then the reintegration of spirit with body So the higher self, right. To become very conscious of who you are outside of this form. So that's getting really big in quantum, but that's what we're doing here. We come in with amnesia. Mm -hmm. So it's crucial for us to sit quietly so we can listen to how our spirit is speaking to us through these dense Mm -hmm. and very hard parameters in this earth school. 
And that's why we have, we also have free will, right? That's why we can't just go to somebody and say, tell me what to do. Tell me how to heal, fix this for me. Because there's so many moving parts. Yes. And fluid. Like, yeah, we're meant to actually do it ourselves. We are meant to remember. Like in what people can be seeing is like one version of something or Mm -hmm. the possible outcome. Oh, also about giving your energy away. When you allow somebody else to trigger your emotions in a negative way, that is also giving your energy away. When you allow yourself to be angered, jealous, insecure, Mm -hmm. all these things, you are literally like throwing your energy outside of your body towards somebody else when you're projecting those types of things towards somebody. Absolutely. And this is what I even tell my kids. I'm like, when, oh, I'm angry. Sister made me angry. No, no. Sister did this. It brought this up in you, but you're choosing to stay angry. Cause like Ezra will hold a fucking little cancerian grudge. Like, no, I'm like, <laughs> so it's Isn't like, he, hey, doesn't he have a Virgo moon too? Virgo moon, Virgo rising too. Oh so yeah. He, he's like my Oe. Yeah. Like just no sister made me mad. And it's like, no, 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 nobody makes you mad. Like you, like I'm already trying to teach him how to break that habit of thinking other people are responsible for his emotions. Because then you have kids that grow to adults that think people are responsible for their happiness and fixing them and responsible for these other things. And yeah, yep. Yeah, totally. We have those conversations all the time in the house with my kids too. Like, no, you are responsible for your reactions and your and feelings. don't be that negative ass energy my way. Like, oh, if my kids get like that, I'm like, stop. Like you already know I soak up other people's energy. Like, why would you put this out there in the world for me to like feel all that shit? Like, <laughs> so keep your, your fucking, this is the PSA. Keep your negativity to yourself and change it, transmute it. As soon as you realize you're feeling that negativity, assess it, process it, move on, let it go. Yep. You will affect those around you. People like me and Shannon can feel that like Mm -hmm. deeply. So I've had that shit. I told you the other day I had, I felt that shit and I was woken up in the middle of night because I could feel like pulls and tugs on my energy. And I was like, what is this? Oh, interesting. Right. Yep. And then when I went to meditation, I can see shit in the ethereal realm. And I was like, all right better boundaries, cutting some cords, Yep. you know, the limiting access. Um, I, yeah, refuse- we, we should go into detail about that. And when we talk about managing your the energy cords and your, your energy, cause I think that there's some really good information and insight there. And I've learned quite a few things over the last few years about energy exchange and intentional and non-intentional I want to circle back and talk about like how you, like what you're focusing on, um, you're sending your energy to. So, and you were making reference to heavier stuff like negativity or anger or frustration, insecurity, that kind of stuff, wherever your thoughts are going, that's where your energy is going. And that can be just like a complete drain on you. And it's, not helpful. So whoever or whatever is taking up your thoughts, if it's not something neutral or really pleasant, um, if it's heavier, then that's going to be an issue for you energetically. And you're giving your power away that way. And you're giving a lot of your energy away that way. What you do have to do is sit with it and ask why, okay, what's happening here? Why am I feeling this way? And then you decide what to do about it. And that's not staying pissed off for, you know, weeks at a time. That's you saying, okay, I recognize that this is triggering the fuck out of me. And I recognize that this is a pattern. And I recognize also that, oh, I'm the common denominator. So this is probably something I actually have to learn about better boundaries or knowing my worth or whatever. Yeah. Like how do people always take advantage of me? Well, yeah. How many, (laughs) how many, many permission slips did you give them leading up to this point that told them that they could take advantage of you? Mm -hmm. How did it, you know, these will be good topics when we talk more in depth about 
energy management and why it's important to call your energy back and cut cords and all that stuff. That is something that people ask me about all the time. So I'm happy to talk about that. Okay. So giving your power away, I think it's so important and helpful to do, um, energy work, right? I'm a Reiki practitioner and I don't know why they don't teach this to little kids. Like, right. You know, from the time they're three and older, most kids naturally know how to do it, right? We're created. Our bodies are constructed to channel energy. I think it's fantastic to seek out energy work to help you balance, to help keep your vessel clear, to help alleviate, um, energy buildup that could cause physical ailments and aches and pains and injury. I think that's amazing. I think it's also amazing to seek out psychic mediumship for making connections with loved ones that have passed along. That can be very healing. I think it can be extra special, uh, experiences to have psychic readings when you're really looking for a little bit of direction or validation about your path, about your own situations, your own growth, things that are perhaps holding you back. That's Mm. amazing too. What I get really bummed out about is when people say, okay, I'm going to do this or that. And they decide that that's all that they're going to need to do. Well, some, so-and-so said this, and that's, what's going to happen. It could happen. It could happen, but it could be also that thing they told you to do is just the, just the tip, just (laughs) the tip. Right. And then it's like Mount Everest underneath it, that there's all this other work that has to happen. What I think is really also kind of a bummer is people pin their hopes and dreams or their expectations on a reading that they had or a session that they had. And well, they said this and that didn't happen. And it just crushed them that it didn't happen. And that's hard, but that's also you, an example of you giving your power away to somebody who said, this is going to happen when you have free will and everyone else around you has free will and timelines are so fluid. Energy changes all the time based on so many different parameters that Um, really you can only look at those things as potentials. What's the strongest potential before things shift again? Um, Yes. There are some things in our lives that will happen that we are quote unquote destined to experience or go and do that's part. Those are usually things that are part of our soul blueprint. What we came in here planning to do, and you can read that in someone's energy. You can read it in their birth chart it will come through very strongly in intuitive sessions because it's part it's written into your soul blueprint. Um, but it is our responsibility to take all that information that is given to us. If we seek it out from other people in this way, and we sit with it and we say, okay, how can I use this as a tool to help me feel empowered Empowered. to move forward? And I feel like that needs to be our goal as people as people who talk about spiritual things, as people who help people on their healing journeys, that needs to be our primary purpose and goal is to empower people to see their way forward Mm -hmm. and how they get to take responsibility. They get to. Yeah, no, wholeheartedly. um, I never want people to become codependent on me. No, ever, 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 ever. And that's a pretty big fucking pedestal to fall off from. Let me tell you, (laughs) I am human. I can misinterpret energy because I can be off day. I can just be like, I I thought, and I felt this particular thing, but it could have been jaded by my own experience of something else that day Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, commingling of (laughs) energy could have been a reading I did for someone else. And now it's cross-contaminating you know, my field for my energetic field. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't happen often, but just saying like, you know, we have off days, but well, yeah, we're just a human, we're a human filter. Right. That's why I love people, especially with astrology, like, okay, here's your birth chart. And then I'll go through. And it's usually an hour long video that I give them. And we're going through, like, here's the basics of astrology. Here's your chart. Here's the breakdown of how I interpret it. But like, you have to get into your intuitive zone and follow the rabbit hole and go down the areas that are sticking out to you the most. And you have to go, I will go and tell you some of the things that are notable for me, 
but like you might find something totally different once you start going down yourself. And I, I love that. Absolutely love that. When people come back to me of the things they're learning that I missed, cause like I'm doing general overview stuff and they're like, Oh my God. And I found this, this, and I'm like, perfect. I empowered you to go to look, yeah, know what to look for. Cause they didn't know what to look for before Mm -hmm. or, um, sometimes, Oh, will you pick cards for me? Sure. Pick a pile. Yes. They're doing it. Oh, I have just goosebumps as you say that, right. You are giving them the opportunity, which is their right and responsibility to actually pick for themselves. And so many people won't do that because they're afraid they're going to pick the wrong one. I'm like, that's not even possible. There's no wrong. Yeah. There's (laughs) no wrong one that you can get all the right things, no matter what you do. This was a really beautiful experience for me. And it's part of what got me thinking about this whole concept of, um, taking responsibility for our own healing journey. I had a client come in last week and we had a beautiful session together. She has been seeing me for about a year and a half, just, you know, every maybe four months or every five months I'd see her. So not that often, but at the end of the session, we were just debriefing about some things and I was taking notes for her. She just looked at me and she said, I have to tell you, I am a different person now because of you, because, because I started seeing you and she had tears in her eyes and it was so moving. I was so moved by that, but I looked her back in the eye and I said, you are a different person because of you, because, because of what you decided to do based on what came up in our sessions. And the only thing I did was reflect back to you, what your own body was telling you. And that was a beautiful moment. She's like, I know, I know. I realized that, that I did all the hard work, but you, you gave me the nudge in, in the best direction. And I'm like, you're welcome. That's, this is what it's about. I absolutely love that. It's very like, it's not weird. Like an ego thing. Like, oh, they took my advice. Like, no, that's not it at all. It's literally like soul gratifying. Like I helped you in your life. Like, yes humbling. And she (laughs) was, it was tears. I mean, she was moved to tears and, and I was too. And it was really just this moment that was so incredibly humbling that I like, she allowed me space in her life to be so vulnerable. And I would listen and reflect back to her and read the energy a bit, but really what we did was channel healing energy. So she could see clearly how she needed to move forward. And that is the most beautiful work. I swear to God, it's just the most beautiful work. I oftentimes set the intention when I do healing work, that clarity, clarity is one of the words that I use because Mm -hmm. that's not healing. It's clarity on everything. Yep. There's so much shit to wade through in these human lives. And it is not fair for someone else to say, well, if you just do this, it's going to be all better for you. Yeah. No, I mean, that would make it far too easy and we wouldn't learn our lessons and we would certainly not learn about responsibility and sovereignty over our own spiritual being. You know, that's why we come here. And I think I said on my IG live, if somebody said they can fix you, you need to run the other way. (laughs) Yes, beloved. Yeah. Cause it's like it. I have readings for you and I can fix you with my ritual. Oh my gosh. All of those. Yes. Which shit's for real, but like, it's not an end all be all like like at the very beginning. So yes, these things are real. How, how people do divination and how people do intentions and the entities that people work with are very real. And Mm -hmm. there's very real ramifications also for I just heard consequences 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 for dealing with stuff that you actually shouldn't be fucking dealing with well it's just it's like a boomerang effect right so it's yep. the type, type oh, of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as you create one thing it's automatically going to create the opposite like mm-hmm. clarity of that thing so I'm sure people have questions about that kind of stuff too because I, I see on rabbit hole to like talk about contrast and polarity and in the energetic world of how everything has an opposite in a way. Yes. In this dimensional awareness, for sure. Yes. We are dealing in duality. And so here's what I do 
with clients um, and anybody really that I'm speaking with about healing, when I'm trying to impress upon them, like they have the power to move through this. They just have to understand that they do and believe that they do and then begin trusting themselves. And I realize trusting your intuition is a whole process of learning in and of itself. But like at some point you just got to do it. You just yeah. got to do it. So back to mindset and thoughts, one of the most powerful things that I, I give to people that I work with and you do too, are these intentions, like mm-hmm. setting intentions in a powerful way for taking back your power. And especially if you're looking for healing or guidance or direction in your life, very simply, I tell them to state out loud or write out loud, dear universe, I'm ready for the next stage in my divine life's journey. Show me the way as clearly as you can. So I don't miss the signs. That's what I tell them. And what you're doing is you are, well, it sounds like you're giving your power away to the universe, but we are working in conjunction with the universe yeah. to remember who we to are. Respond. Our vortex, right? <laughs> yes, it is our vortex. Our vortex. Yes. And really you're working with your own soul, your own higher self. And, you know, we are part of creator source. So you're asking yourself to remember and to show you the way. Just right? that little bit of encouragement of telling somebody you can do this. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like not you've got this, but literally like you're already doing this though. Mm-hmm. It's already in motion. Things are already happening and you're living this. Mm-hmm. And when people suddenly realize that, Oh shoot, I can do this. I'm doing this. Like, you know, it's, it'll naturally and organically as you go down that river, it's going to take you somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Another question I tend to ask people is what is it that you want and need? And then the follow-up question is what prevents you from having that? And then another follow-up question is, are they limiting beliefs that you hold about yourself or is it something else? And it's really this series of deep reflection. You go deeper and deeper, like until you get to the point where you're like, oh, it's me. It's me. I'm that one that's preventing this. And really nothing else. So, I mean, there might be some factors that play in, but okay. It's my job to step out of this. And then I will follow up with you get to decide the version of you that you want to be. So what are you going to do? So I really put the onus back on the person to step into their journey as them without somebody telling them how it needs to be or where it's going to go honestly, that's the best thing that you can do is like, even with our kids, we don't always tell them what to do, but Mm -hmm. raising those questions of like, well, what do you think you should do? What do you think about this? Instead of constantly raising your children to think that you are the ultimate authority, which you are, but when it comes to thinking and expanding that they can't just rely on you spoon feeding information to them. Yeah. You'll never, you'll never be able to stand on your two feet by yourself in that, in that kind of a situation. Our last point. What is our last point? It's okay okay to go to therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. You guys, we like, we were mapping out, you know, several things that we want. (laughs) to address in this episode. And, and both of us were like, and we need to make the point that it's okay to go to therapy. And we said this like three times, we both wrote it down (laughs) then we forgot about it, but absolutely not to make a joke about that at all. But, um, it is okay to have a therapist. In fact, it is brilliant and healthy to talk this out with somebody who is trained and has, access to tools that can be very helpful. I have a therapist. I think Mio has a therapist and we just celebrated our one year anniversary of therapy. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. Commitment. It Um, is commitment. And there've been so many times where I'll be working with clients and it, and very clearly I'll see in their energy field, like, okay, this is something that I, I, I don't have the skill set to talk them through this. This will take yeah. 
this will take a lot more time and um, more context and background than I have. I just professionally, I did not learn behavioral health or counseling therapy tools um, other than from what I've been able to read and glean from psychology. But so there's been a number of times where I'm like, you know what, it's, it will be a good thing for you. It probably help you if you you sought out a therapist. It could, even if you just went a few times yeah. or like, oh, you're saying like, even just finding like not a holistic therapist, but like a spiritual based therapist that can still incorporate like their intuition into helping you, but they're like yep. formal trained. Yes. I have Reiki trained five therapists now. <gasps> and it brings me so much joy because they are helping people through traditional counseling, but they are now also armed with an understanding of how energy works in the body, where things are held and what are the ways you can help move that energy faster through the therapy process. And so it makes me happy. And I feel like all therapists should explore energy and how it's held in the body to be like super effective, but that was just my personal opinion, but <laughs> no, agreed, agreed, agreed. Yes. It's okay to have a therapist. <laughs> yep. Um, you have a local one you will see in person or are you tele? Yeah, no, she's local. I can, she's just like 25 minutes down the road, but we do virtual sessions too. So yeah. And she's also, she's quite unique. Um, she's been training as a shaman for the past 20 years. So working with an indigenous elder, for the past 20 years. So she knows her shit when it comes to energy and, um, and energetic healing, like for generational and ancestral stuff, it's very, very powerful, but she's trained as a psychotherapist too. And like, like in the psychotherapy realm for, oh gosh, I want to say like 17 years. So I should, I should gift. Yeah, that's a gift to have that. What's crazy. My daughter was actually the one who was like, you should be a therapist. Like you should go get all your things so that you could be a therapist. And I was like, you know what, that would actually be really good to have like the background, know, the background. Cause I mean, I started with psychology in college before I switched to photography because mm-hmm. it always fascinated me was the mind and how, how people think and how people process and deal mm-hmm. with stuff and then switched art. But like, you know what, that would actually be super helpful to be able to help people in their muggle body but then their spiritual body with the intuitive their muggle too. body, <laughs> you know, cause sometimes the physical body, it's dense. It's dense. We are dense humans and our spirit has a hard time integrating at times. I wanted to, I keep getting, seeing this book cover, so I need to say it, but you, if you haven't read it yet, the book, um, Eastern body, Western mind is very, very good. It's written by a clinical psychotherapist, but she's also very well versed in the energy body system. So she's Eastern been body, Western, Western mind. mind. And I think we have mentioned it in an episode, like in our first season, but that one is since it's written from the psychotherapist background perspective, it's super helpful very detailed, very useful in explaining how the energy runs and works in the body at the different chakras and what's happening developmentally, what's happening with trauma, how that energy is stored, what happens when there's trauma to the rest of the energy body. So it's very, very helpful. Um, So if you want to take more responsibility for your emotional and mental and spiritual healing journey, you could totally read that book and get so much insight from it. I'm going to see if they have it on audible. Um, it is on audible cause I have it, but you might oh. want a paper copy because my paper copy has all kinds of notes in the margins. Yeah. It's that kind of a book. That's like, it's so right. full of information. We need to have, we should set up a link of all of our like recommended books and stuff like that. So maybe we'll add that to our to-do list. <laughs> yeah. I actually have that on my milkshake link for my Instagram page. I have like a resources link and it's kind of this running list of books and websites. So, but we can definitely stream like line that for souls and stardust podcast. Yeah. I'll add that to the website because the, so we can gradually build up our content there. And- yeah. So anything else about 
your being intuitive in your self-healing journey, taking responsibility, taking your power back? Just know and don't get frustrated when you still get triggered. Don't get frustrated, but be happy when you make progress. Be Celebrate it. Yeah. When, when you are faced with another testing of your inner gangster and <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're being tested and you can stop and evaluate what's actually happening as if you're in the fucking matrix or something. And you can, yes. it like that is huge progress before just gutter, you know, gut, gut reaction and response mm-hmm. of lashing out or feeling this, that, and the other, but, um, yeah, you don't become your reaction. You become present to the emotion before you react. So it's, that is key. I would say like by far that is key is just being very aware of what you're feeling and what it's attached to and what it's showing you about yourself. Um, and then what needs your attention. So don't give your power away, take your power back guys. You have everything you need to be able to heal. And there are lots of people who can help you along the way, but it's, it's you who knows you best. Yeah. I think that's it for today. I think that's it. Thanks for joining us, you guys. And we will be talking to you very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Shannon and that's Mio. We appreciate so much all of the love and support of the last couple of years while we create all the things for you, including this podcast. There are other ways you can support us as well. You can now visit the soulsandstardustpodcast.com where you can order oracle decks, book readings, and healing sessions. You can join the collective, a membership group, where we offer access to extended readings, mini courses on reading astrology charts, or creating your own oracle deck, also meditations, and so much more. You could also join us on social media. We are on Instagram at Mio Baglini and at Gratitude Maven, or at Souls and Stardust Podcast. We hope to see you there.